yo 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 you know the whole nation just used to watch the same tv shows probably didn't even complain just everybody in america watched leave it to beaver everybody in america was watching i love lucy everybody was watching the rifleman gunsmoke i don't know and then the next day they all would talk about it hey did you see that show yeah that's the show we all watch hey did you see that show Yes, of course I did. We gathered around our television and we watched that show. Did anybody ask, did you like it? Was it a good show? No, it's just like, this is what we watch. There's a few channels. This show comes on. We watch it. Then we go to sleep. It was a simple world. Now, what are we doing? If I were to scroll through all of my options, my brain would overheat. Smoke would emit from my scalp. Because for some reason, I don't even know how we've done this. I don't feel like we're spending that much money. But for some reason, we now have everything. We have Netflix. We have Hulu. We have HBO Max. We have Apple TV. We have Amazon Prime. We have basic cable, premium cable, all the network channels. And of course, YouTube, if you just need a little video here and there. So I tend to Google what's new on Netflix this month. Sometimes I Google what's new on Hulu, what's new on Amazon Prime, what's new on HBO Max. And then there's always the fallback of the networks that are still on. CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox. And it's crazy how much dog shit is being served. Isn't it crazy how many shows are being produced on all of these streaming services? All of these streaming services. Yet you could sit there on the couch, scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and go, eh, eh, I don't know, Mm, I don't know, as if we're royalty, as if we have to watch the most flawless program. We're searching for something that's going to consume us and capture us that we could talk about with our friends and family, and we just want to binge, 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 binge. Well, I'm in a hot, dry spell. I'm not even watching that much sports lately because I guess I'm not gambling a ton. And I'm having one of those nights, lazy nights on the couch with my wife. And as we're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, she just says, what about Jasper Mall? It's like this little thumbnail icon of a classic looking mall. It just says Jasper Mall on Amazon Prime. One of the promos that pops up on the bottom of the screen. What to watch? You got to see this spotlight program. Highlight program. You got to watch this. Everything's popping up. How many fucking words and icons can there be on a screen at one point? We're all just going to have a bunch of seizures if we keep up these viewing habits. But I said, okay, that looks like a fun experience. I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. So we click on it. Jasper Mall. It's a documentary on Amazon Prime. I think we read the synopsis really quickly and it was still so vague. We didn't understand. Is this a TV show? Is this a movie? Okay. Documentary. And as it begins, it's just about a mall in a little town in Alabama. It's just a mall. And as it begins, in the upper left-hand corner, it says sexual content, violence, and foul language. Okay, you piqued my interest. A documentary about a mall in Alabama, yet they're warning me, you should be a mature audience. It's got sexual content, violence, and foul language. So we start it five minutes in. It's just so boring. They're just following a security guard around the mall, sweeping and mopping. And he's talking to the camera crew about the mall. And there was a point to the documentary. I'll get to that in a moment. 
but he's just watering the plants, the indoor plants, taking out the garbage and talking to the camera crew. So for 10 minutes, my wife and I are like vectored. We're like really into it and we can't explain why because we feel like it has to be going somewhere. 15 minutes into it, it's going nowhere. They're just showing a few people walking around the mall, the same security guard locking and unlocking doors, walking from store to store, doing every chore. And then it's 20 minutes in and I go, sexual content? Violence? Foul language? When's it coming? I'm on the edge of my seat. It's the most boring documentary, maybe in the history of the world. But you tell me at the beginning, in the upper left-hand corner, I'm looking for some sex, some violence, and foul language. And I love how they put smoking as well, like a warning. There's going to be smoking. Why is that a warning? Smoking. Okay, great. There's going to be smoking. But what they do is they focus on four elderly men playing dominoes, one lady at her floral shop selling bouquets and knickknacks and trinkets and tchotchkes. Then they show some gospel singers. They show a guy who has a knife store. And they basically show that nothing is happening. That malls, which used to be vibrant gathering areas, are now almost dormant. Nothing's going on anymore. Extinct. Goodbye. I think malls as we know them are fading away. And that's interesting in a sense because I know we have a lot of memories. At least people my age have a lot of memories of hanging out at malls. That was the scene. That was where it's at. But in this documentary, just a bunch of old people slowly moving through this mall in Alabama. And there was a carnival scene and nothing happened. And then there was a scene where they hired a new guy to help out with maintenance and nothing happened. And then the whole documentary ended and nothing happened. There was no sexual content. There was no violence. There was no foul language. And I was waiting for it in every scene. Even when those old men were playing dominoes, I was like, oh boy, is this going to just become violent? Like, are they about to brawl? Are they about to have sex? I didn't really understand where it was coming. The warning stayed in my head and we kept watching. We lost a whole night. We lost a whole night. We watched the whole documentary for no reason. I was wondering if there was just going to be an ugly brawl with these old people who walked the mall. There was nothing. They literally made a mistake with the warning and it captured me. Yet it also captured my interest because I have mall memories. The 80s and 90s. And my mall, I'm going to describe my mall. A lot of you listening, you know my mall. But even if you don't know my mall, you know my mall because it's your mall. Think about these malls. We all had the same stores. I'm just going to describe the mall when it went from outdoor to indoor at Northgate. And I'm just going to try to go around off the top of my head, not looking anything up. But of course, it's just readily available because we spent so much time at the damn mall. So you walk in. Let me just enter through the food court. The old school food court. You immediately make a right. It was McDonald's, Jan Thong. I didn't even understand what that was for about 10 years. Jan Thong? What do they sell there? I once saw somebody drinking an orange drink and they told me it's iced tea. It's Thai iced tea. Oh, how exotic orange. And then right next to that, I believe Taco Bell and then burgers and malt. Then you cross over at Sabaro and then one potato two combo King, the Chinese buffet, which was always so good and greasy. And then Aladdin's castle for the gamers, for the nerds to get sweaty, play some air hockey. Play some Mega Man, spread germs, stack some coins. Aladdin's castle was the shit. All right, and then you progress outside of the mall. You make a left. There was Music Land next to KB. And then I think a Native American store selling hacky sacks. And then Mervyn's, of course. And then across from that was a place that seemed to just sell balloons. And then next to that was Yogurt World. Across from that was Paradise Bakery. 
which was next to Things Remembered. Things Remembered will engrave anything for you. If two best friends want to split a necklace, you could have half of the best friend. I'll have the other half of the best friend. Then we're best friends and we could prove it with this necklace. Or if you have a girlfriend, oh my God. And yes, I did this. Yes, I had many girlfriends when I was about, I don't know, 12. I guess I peaked back then. But we would go for the engraved ID bracelet. That meant we got to stay together forever. And then, of course, someone's getting dumped within the weekend, but still an ID engraved bracelet from Things Remembered. Took them about 15 minutes. Then keep going. There's Orange Julius. Orange Julius. What was it? A smoothie or a milkshake? Was it both? Nobody's ever been able to recreate an Orange Julius taste in their own kitchen, but haven't we all tried? Of course. Of course we have, and now they're probably extinct. You'll never see an Orange Julius, right? I don't know. Keep going. There's going to be Champs, then an electronics store, then Seize Candy, Miller's Outpost, Rave, Wet Seal, Glamour Shots, Prince Plus to buy your posters. Posters were so sacred. Oh my God, posters back in the day was next to a dollar store, I believe, was next to a Spencer's, was next to a Pacific Sun, was next to a Wilson's Leather, was next to a Walden Books or Crown Books was next to another place that sold music. I don't think it was a Tower Records. A Sam Goody? Probably not. Now I forget. Then there was a popcorn shop that sold tons of different flavors and varieties. Now, as I'm saying all of this, and maybe you're bored. Oh, a virtual reality place? When virtual reality was new? You just stand there in the window looking dumb, and people would watch you just slowly waving your arms in front of your face? And then a movie theater popped up. The point is, it was packed. Holy shit, it was always a frenzy. The Northgate Mall. But as I'm saying this, I don't care where you grew up. There was a mall. Parents, drop you off. Parents, pick you up. Or you took a bus. Or you walked. Or you found a way to get there. Hitched a ride. You got to the mall. You spent time at the mall. Remember the Tiffany video? At the mall. The movie Mall Rats. At Northgate Mall? I remember Soleil Moon Fry. Yeah, that's Punky Brewster. She came in a limousine. It was in the local newspaper. Get Punky Brewster's autograph. I could not have had a bigger crush on Punky. And did I go? Yes. Do I have the photo still? Yes. Did I think we fell in love? Of course. Of course. Punky came to the mall. And now, fast forward. And that's what this whole documentary was about. This boring, non-sexual, non-violent, non-foul language documentary called Jasper Mall. Oh my God. Has anybody seen it? Of course you haven't. But it's on Amazon Prime. I don't even know why it was made. But the point is no one's coming and now there's all this space where all these things used to be. Everything I just named, nothing's there anymore. You go to Northgate Mall now. Yeah, there's some eateries. There's some restaurants. But you walk inside, there's a few stores. No one's there. There's more employees in the stores than people at the mall. And I understand we're in a pandemic, but it was like this before the pandemic as well. I don't even know if people are going to the movies after this pandemic. Are people going back to the movies? I just told you all the streaming services you have. And I know movies can be way more exciting on the big silver screen. I get that, but aren't most people watching TV on these big 50-inch-plus screens, 4K, high-def soundbar? The experience in your living room is pretty damn good. And movies just come right to you now. There's no wait. There's no wait. You remember if you didn't see a movie in the movie theater, it felt like three years until it was on VHS? Not anymore. All these services, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Netflix, HBO, Apple TV... And there's probably more streaming services that I'm even forgetting right now. All of these services are showing you top-notch movies. There's no reason to go to the theater. So that part of the mall, goodbye. All the eateries at the mall, there's probably a movement in this country or certain parts of this country to stop eating that shit, right? 
I mean, I used to eat Taco Bell and actually not know it was bad for me. I just thought it was the most delicious, like better than any fancy restaurant. Of course, Taco Bell to a 13-year-old. Three soft taco supremes, two Mexi melts. Let's do a burrito supreme. And all supreme means is we're going to add sour cream and tomatoes. So yes, supreme to everything, nachos, bel grande, big tray. Put it down and just plow. Not only could I not do that anymore, or shouldn't. I mean, I could, but shouldn't. But I'm not sure I would want my daughter to or my kids to. You know, I don't know. I'm not going to be so overbearing, but the idea of just going to eat mall food, all that shit, I don't know. And all these stores, hello, Amazon, goodbye, brick and mortar. So we're looking at what, 15 years from now, no more malls in America, 20 years from now, all that space. Think about any mall that comes to mind. All that space, it'll be redeveloped into something else. What? I don't know. Maybe just more office space for texters building apps and software, more luxurious condos for the people who work in the tech world to live the good life in the high rises. Sure. Yet, I will say this. I still like them all. My wife and I go, it's air conditioned. There's enough stuff for a three-year-old to look at. I still like it. I'll be there to see it blown up with dynamite one day, like a good old-fashioned stadium. You have great memories of, and you watch it get blown up, and you go, there go the memories. The sweet nostalgia out the window. Oh, Jasper Mall in Alabama. What the hell was I watching? All right, it's episode 116, and it's November 16th. So 16 is the magic number. And right now, I'm just going to try to rattle off 16 thoughts. 16 thoughts for episode 116, recorded on November 16th, 2020. Now, because I'm probably going to go quickly, that means these will be empty thoughts. Some of them won't even be developed. And you'll think, shouldn't you say more about that? You're bringing up something that might be quasi-interesting and then just leaving it in the dust because I want to get to 16 things. 16 things. Let's see if I could do it. All right. Thoughts that crept into my mind, this warped mind over the last week. Uh, It's amazing how often silverware is in the garbage disposal in my sink, and I don't know it's in there until I flip the switch, and then it comes out, it's all chipped, I just throw it away. The question is, do you always toss it? The silverware that gets nicked, the silverware that's in the garbage disposal, that happens to me once every two days, I look at it, I go, oh, that would probably hurt my teeth or my mouth. If I'm using that spoon for cereal in the near future, I throw it away. I slowly throw away things. I also break a lot of plates that my wife doesn't know about. Soon, we're just going to dwindle into eating off of Frisbees. And I don't care. I don't care. I don't feel like we have to have a family meeting about it. Well, this week, we lost a small bowl and two forks. Should I check the disposal more often? Anybody else? And how alarming is it when you flip that switch and it's... And everyone who's in the kitchen gets real worried. Like, was someone shot? That sound is so alarming. Holy shit, it just startles you. And then you pull it out and you go, okay, just lost a fork, lost a knife. See, these are the thoughts you're going to get. Let's see. I, I guess I'll work my way up to something a little better than that. How about this? How about this? How about this? How about this? I read a lot of articles about coyotes. <laughs> this is too dumb. There are articles that claim coyotes are getting closer to us, like they're getting a little too bold on the hiking trails. And there was even an article recently that a coyote bit a woman on a Tennessee Valley path. I've been on that hike, the old Tennessee Valley path. Just a coyote ran up to a woman and bit her, and I know what happened. In my mind, she thought it was a dog. 
Coyote sounds so scary, doesn't it? You hear about coyotes eat dogs and cats and coyotes now bite women on paths, on hiking paths. Yet, I've never really seen one and I go hiking. That all changed two days ago. I saw a coyote on a hike about 40 feet away. As I knock over my water bottle. And it was amazing. I saw a rustle in the trees and I figured it's a deer. And then I even saw an animal walking. I figure it's wildlife. And then I went, is that someone's dog? Holy shit, it's a coyote. Holy shit, it's a coyote. And it's a weird, weird moment because coyotes are fucking cute. Okay? They look like lost dogs who are smiling. Would maul me. Would kill me. So it's weird to train yourself to be scared of something that's so cute. I'm going to ask you right now, you ever seen a coyote on a hike? I'm going to ask you a personal question. Yeah? Was it scary? Well, the truth is, it's not. It's not. Reading about all these articles throughout the years, when it finally came down to it, I was just like, all right. I was anticlimactic. Just like that was anticlimactic to talk about on a podcast. But you know I'm just getting these out of the way. I'm working my way up to something. How about this? Democrats and Republicans? Sounds heavy, right? Like I'm going to go into politics. But really, let's just take... 80 steps back, not two, not 10, not 20, not 30, but 80 steps back. If an alien just came down from a spaceship, took a look at what we're doing in America with this two-party system, this two-party system, it would look so dumb. We all got caught up into it and we've been caught up in it for so long in this country, this two-party system, Democrats, Republicans, you're one or the other. You know what it looks like? It just looks like Dumb sports fans who just focus on the negatives of what their team's not capable of doing because the other team is in the way. Well, we would be able to do this, but all of you fuck faces on the other side, you inhibit our ability to progress in this direction. And the other team goes, yeah, well, we have great ideas, but all of you are brainwashed and you're warped by the media and we hate you and we hate your team. But the difference is sports are kind of fun and this isn't fun. Each side is always so upset with the opposition, right? And it impedes progress. I'm so upset with the opposition. We'd be so much better if we didn't have the other side. And it's just two parties. I know throughout U.S. history, we've had other parties pop up. But really, it's just down to two sides now. Two teams, the Giants and Dodgers. What gang do you claim? But it's sports. It's lawn signs. It's rallies. It's hats and logos. All this TV, radio coverage and analysis. Really, it feels like sports coverage. You know how serious sports coverage is? And we're just talking about a game. We're just talking about a game. Tackle football, basketball, baseball. We're just talking about grown men, great athletes who are playing games. Yet we have 24-hour coverage. Reporters in the field, insiders, clubhouse, journalists. And they cover it and they're also very serious. But then you have a few moments of, wait, who gives a shit? Oh yeah, I give a shit. I'm a sports fan. Well, if you're into politics, if you go, I'm really into politics, doesn't it look dumb a large percentage of the time? All this cheering, all this hate, and then all this cheering, rallies, hats, hats, flags, signs, agendas. You like that channel and I like this channel. You like that website. Well, I like this website. Let's start over. Let's press reset. This didn't work. How about that? How about we all just erase our memories? I would sign up for that. I would absolutely sign up for that. If that was an option right now for collectively every American to line up and erase your memory and start over, start over. I'm not saying erase democracy. That idea I like. But just when we got down to this ugly two-party rivalry system, fuck it, goodbye. 
Let's just start over. It didn't work. Both sides would admit that. It's not working. Eh, I feel too upset. I go off and I march in the streets and I scream about the guy I like and then I scream about how much I hate your guy. And then you go out in the streets and you either celebrate or you attack or you say things that hurt my feelings. Let's start over. Let's start over. It all became too skewed. Too skewed. I don't even know how to cover this. You got history teachers. How's this going to be covered? As a history teacher that didn't live through so many presidencies, it's weird that it just fits into nine to 10 textbook pages. And that's Richard Nixon. And then if you're a student in a history class and you just learned about Richard Nixon, then the next chapter is a new era, a new president, a new administration. And you forget, oh, there's still the residue of Nixon all over the country. And then after every president, you go, oh, there's still the residue of that president all over the country. But I like how history books just move forward and forward and forward and we teach it in very concise ways. How do you teach this, though? I don't know. I actually don't know how the fuck to teach this. And it's not in the standards currently to teach Trump and Biden, but whatever's happening right now, I don't know. Let's not. Let's just not. Let's just erase our memories and reset. Let's press reset on the whole world. How about that? Let's press reset on the world. All right. I don't think I'm getting to 16. I don't have it in me. I don't. I don't even know if any of these are poignant thoughts. Let's see. What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, yeah. Humans. The human condition. To be resilient. To adapt. To adjust. We can. We can evolve. We can. We can look back at a painful point in our lives. Everybody listening right now. Just think about a miserable time in your life. Okay. And you moved through that, right? You processed it. You got out of it. I'm hoping. I'm guessing. It was tough, right? And then you remember when you kind of grew a little bit and you matured or maybe you even learned a lesson from it, whatever this miserable time was in your life. And now you get into a rhythm of how life's changing, but I guess I'll go with the flow of it. That seems to be Zoom classes to a certain extent. I hated it at first, then I got into a rhythm. And then just lately I'm noticing the dynamic is totally different than anything any teacher signed up for and any student signed up for. So even though we all would like to say we're doing our best and everyone's doing their best, right? Isn't that great to say, well, we're doing our best. I know there's angry parents. Of course there are. There's angry teachers. There's angry students. But at the end of the day, oh, I hate when people say that at the end of the day. Why did I just say that? But at the beginning of the day and in the middle of that day and at the end, everyone goes, yeah, we did our best. How true is that? How true is that? Or are some people just going through the motions here is a typical Zoom class. And like I said, there are some good moments. I think some people are adapting and excelling, but here's how a typical Zoom class begins. Okay, just going to take roll, unmute yourself when I say your name. Okay, get your videos on so I can see your faces. No, not ceilings. No, not lamps. Okay, what is that? Is that just your pillow? Okay, um, just get your videos on. And when I say your name to take roll, I'm just going to need you to unmute yourself and say here. Okay. I go through the names. I go through the names. I go through the names. I didn't hear anything. Are you there? Are you there? Are you there? No one's there. Should I mark you present? I know you have a name on the screen. Should I mark you present? And then 15 minutes later in the private chat, someone's going to write to me. Sorry, was in the bathroom. Sorry, was in the bathroom. Sorry, my mom had an emergency. It's amazing how many moms are having emergencies during Zoom classes. Sorry, my dog got out. My cat got out. My lizard got out. Sorry. Private messages to me in the chat of why they had to escape momentarily 
All these things that couldn't happen in real life in a real classroom, these kids are so smart, right? So savvy. They can manipulate the system like you've never seen. Well, maybe I'll just uh, show them the top half of my forehead. Or maybe I'll have a fake dummy and just put the camera on the top half of a dummy's forehead and he'll think I'm there. And then when he calls on me, well, then it'll be a real awkward silence for about 30 seconds in front of 30 faces. But that's a joke because I'm not seeing faces. I'm seeing ceilings. And for the kids that are participating and being self-sufficient and waking up on time, even if their parents are at work and they're actually doing the work, well then... I appreciate you, but I almost don't even expect that. There are some kids that do all of the work, that ace the classes, that have stimulating experiences and don't complain. Those kids are wonderful. But for all the other kids, my heart is with them. Because I start to think, what would I be like if you took everything away from me? You took away school dances and high school basketball. You took away all those social interactions, seeing friends in the halls. You took all of that away from me and said, hey... Once you log into your world history class at 9 a.m. for about an hour and a half, would I be attentive the whole time? Or would I turn off my screen, slowly go to the bathroom, make a sandwich, and then write to my teacher in the chat, sorry, mom had an emergency. And I just say, okay, okay. What am I going to fight him? What the fuck was the emergency? And then I teach, I teach, I share my screen, I show things, I teach, we go back and forth. You want to participate? If they don't know the answer, sometimes they pretend that their screen froze. They have all the moves. They have all the moves. 15, 16-year-olds, like I said, very savvy. They can make you feel like you're shaming them. If you ask them a question, they don't know the answer. I don't want to put them on the spot, put them on the hot seat for so long that the other students think I'm shaming. So I just move on and go, hey, good try. That's fine. Maybe we'll catch you later. All right, have a good, I'm so happy, go lucky this year. Hey, what's my level of discipline? I haven't even met these kids. I haven't even seen some of them. The idea that I'm going to discipline them, I, mean, I could try, right? You go through all the proper protocol, email mom, email the counselor, hey, what's up with them? And usually it's the same thing. What do you want? What do you want right now? It's not school. It should be. It's called remote learning on Zoom. But it removed all the elements that make them feel like it's school. So of course... When I catch these kids playing video games, at least two a day, I see their hands. I see their knuckles moving fast on a controller. The TV's all bright lights and their eyes are all over the place. They're like, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm, li oh. I'm, li I'm listening. No, you're not. You're not fucking listening. I get mad for about 12 seconds. Then I go, of course, that video game's more exciting than what I'm talking about right now with the rise of Japan before World War II. And I am so enthusiastic. Holy shit. You should see me. It's a one man show to try to capture their attention through these screens. Kids that don't know me. Oh my God. It, it really, it's become a one man show. I mean, it's still teaching, but I'm doing everything. I should just juggle as I teach. I don't know. All right. There's no way I have 16 things. What are I talking about? Did I get to the silverware and the disposal yet? Wasn't that riveting? Coyote on the hike. Can I delete that part? Coyote on the hike. Who gives a fuck? Um, huh. How about this? You ever Google homo erectus? Anybody? You know, this land we're on, this land we're on that we, put paved roads and we built homes and buildings and we built schools and we have all this in society to make us feel like this is normal. Like this is how humans should live. This is how humans do live. We have grocery stores and we have police stations and we have firefighters and we have electricity. You know all that? Well, all that's so recent. All of it's so recent. Anything industrialized or techie, it's very recent. Homo sapiens, eh, about 200,000 years on a planet that's been around about 4.5 billion years. We've been here in this form, in this human form, about 200,000 years. So we're kind of new. We're kind of new, this breed. 
But go a step back. Homo erectus? Short arms, short legs. Didn't really have the language. Probably language that sounded more like that. I'm not sure about jaw structure, how that relates to the words that they could say, the sounds they could make. I guess if you've ever studied etymology, is that it? Speech pathology? That's probably not it. I'm going to try to say some big words. But if you ever studied just language, I guess, and the muscles we use, I guess you have to study what muscles we have evolved, these evolutionary traits that allow us to say so many words. It's amazing there's so many languages. That could take me 20 minutes to really discuss why are there so many why do I have to say fucking? I was just about to say, why are there so many fucking languages? But really, I don't. I could just say languages, okay? The profanity is a little much, okay? It's a little much. And then you go back to Homo erectus. My guess is maybe you learned about it once, maybe you Googled it, but my wife's reading a book about Einstein and they talked about time being an illusion. It caused us to have a conversation that blew our minds and then we felt weird. You ever have a conversation that's too deep and then you feel weird? You're like, oh no, then I have to bounce back to this to adapting back to how society is supposed to look normal now, but nothing feels normal because I know too much and I read too much about a theory or about a philosophy or about a scientific fact that was proven and carbon dating and thermodynamics and quantum physics and so many words I don't know. And I Googled all these words as I was trying to learn and then I got off topic because I checked the box score. Okay, hold on. Homo erectus. Let me do a little timeline for you. Can I do it? Where are you going? Why are you in such a rush? Let me just do a little timeline for you. You ready? Can I please just do a little timeline? Okay, Homo erectus. Let's say, uh, let's say, uh, huh. Oh, erectus, where are you? Where did I find this? I'm on my phone. I got to scroll through this. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's say 1.8 million years ago, Homo erectus found in Asia. Okay? First hunter-gatherer ancestor. To us, if you're like, whose ancestor? To us, you dumb shit. Just kidding. No name calling. And also first to have migrated out of Africa in large numbers. Okay, on the move. Homo erectus, 1.6 million years ago. First use of fire in Kenya. Great. 600,000 years ago. Homo heidelbergensis. I didn't pronounce that correctly. Lives in Africa and Europe. Similar brain capacity to modern humans. Okay, 500,000 years ago. Earliest evidence of purpose-built shelters. Okay, we're building shacks. Hey, we're building huts. And that is found in Japan. 400,000 years ago. Early humans begin to hunt with spears. Oh, now it's getting to be real modern. 325,000 years ago. Oldest surviving early human footprints are found in Italy. 280,000 years ago. First complex stone blades and grinding stones are found. 230,000 years ago. Stay with me. Neanderthals appear and they're found across Europe. 195,000 years ago. Homo sapiens. That's me. That's you. Homo sapiens. And then I'll just fast forward a little. 150,000 years ago, humans possibly capable of real speech. 140,000 years ago, first evidence of long-distance trade. Hey, globally connected. 110,000 years ago, earliest beads and jewels. 50,000 years ago, the great leap forward. Humans are starting to bury their dead ritually, create clothes from animal hides, so I guess everyone's naked before that, and develop complex hunting techniques. 33,000 years ago, the oldest cave art is discovered. 18,000 years ago, hobbit people are discovered on an Indonesian island of Flores. That's amazing. Little people who had brains similar in size to chimpanzees, but were advanced in their stool making. Did I say stool making? I meant stone making. What the hell? Stool? And they made some of the best stools that Ikea has copied for our consumption. 12,000 years ago, modern people reached the Americas. 
10,000 years ago, agriculture develops and spreads. 5,000 years ago, earliest known writing. And then 4,000 years ago, the Sumerians of Mesopotamia developed the world's first civilization. So recent. So sure, we're evolving. We're coming and going, coming and going, coming and going. And I can't even recreate the conversation I had with my wife because she's much smarter than me and reads more highbrow books than I'm reading. Like she's reading about Einstein. I'm over there in bed chuckling to my Michael Rappaport book as he's just talking shit about the New York Knicks. And that's just a typical night in bed, folks. What, you want some more details about what it's like in bed? Come on now. Come on now. Like I said, sexual content, violence, foul language at the beginning of this podcast. And you're like, where is it? Where is it? When's it coming? When's it coming? Get to it. What else happens in bed? Look, we're keeping it PG, you sick bastards. So I'm going to end with this. And I think I should have ended a while ago, but I'm going to end with this. Okay, so everyone take a breath. I think now's a good time to take a breath. That felt good. Okay, and this next thing I'm going to say, it'll sound like a hacky stand-up bit, but I genuinely, genuinely mean this. What's up with these prescription medication commercials on TV? Is, is it one big joke? The joke's on us? These prescription med ads? What's going on? I understand medication. Don't get me wrong. I get it. I get all of the pills that pharmacists and doctors and scientists are peddling. I get it. You don't want to be limp anymore. You don't want to be bald anymore. You don't want to have that heart issue anymore. You don't want to have that lung issue anymore. I get it. Pills are great. If you could get a prescription, great. And they all end the same with the side effects, which scare the shit out of you. But what I'm asking right now is, what's up with the footage? The dramatization's happening? In the background, as they're describing their new pills, and I'm going to try to find a few on YouTube right now, but what's up with, it's not quite slow motion, but it's just like a lot of families or groups of friends slowly doing things by creeks and rivers or in the house, eating pies and drinking lemonade and having laughs or playing the guitar or two old people on a swing. You've seen this, right? These prescription medication ads, I don't understand how the drama how all the background B-roll footage fits what they're saying. So without any prep, I'm just going to right now go to YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'm going to type in prescription medication ads. And let's just see what's going on. Let's just see. This one is called Ozetla. If you have moderate to severe psoriasis, little things can be a big deal. Psoriasis. There's Otesla. Otesla is not a cream. A woman a driving. That treats plaque psoriasis differently. Okay. With Otesla, 75% clearer skin is achievable. Don't use if you're allergic to Otesla. It may cause severe diarrhea, nausea, or vomiting. Otesla is associated with an increased risk of depression. Tell your doctor if you have a history of depression or suicidal thoughts or if these feelings develop. Whoa. Some people taking Otesla reported weight loss. Your doctor should monitor your weight and may stop treatment. Upper okay, I just got to tell you what I'm looking at. There's a woman who just drove with her boyfriend down a dirt road in a car, and now there's a woman with her son by a pool. It looks like a hotel pool just playing, and they just said, Otesla, psoriasis, it's for skin. And I guess dermatologists have come up with a pill that could be connected to suicidal thoughts or diarrhea. Let's keep going. Respiratory tract infection and headache may occur. Tell your doctor about your medicines and if you're pregnant or planning to be. Otesla, show more of you. Oh boy. Oh, Tesla. So the little kid jumped in the pool. The mom caught the kid. And that's about psoriasis. The joke's on us, right? I don't even have to say anything witty right now. This is real. 
There are pills out there that you could take and then the side effects scare the shit out of you. But please focus on what's happening in the background and tell me why. All right, let's try one more. I have moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Oh, more psoriasis. No. What's Trulicity? Let's try Trulicity. What is this? I can do more to lower my A1C. Because my A1C? Still make its own oh. And I take Trulicity once a week to activate my body to release it. Like it's supposed to. Well, let's try this one. This is called... I need to have one more to go do out with. push through migraine? Yes. Are you okay? Yeah. Women at a dinner party outdoors. Oh, now a caterer. Sounds good. When you're not fighting through migraine, imagine the possibilities. Once monthly amgality is a preventive treatment for migraine in adults. Okay. Specifically developed to help give They're playing croquet. Migraine-free days with amgality, about 60% of people had their migraine days cut in half or more. Don't use if allergic to amgality. Allergic reactions such as itching. <laughs> Hold on. Don't use if you're allergic to amgality. The pill is called amgality. She just said that. Don't use if you're allergic to amgality. Let me rewind. If you were just dozing off, listen to this again. Days cut in half or more. Don't use if allergic to amgality. Allergic reactions <laughs> such as itching, rash, hives, and trouble breathing can occur even days after using. No thanks. Common side effects include injection site reactions. She's playing the ukulele. Let's do it again soon. You got Ask it. Your doctor about amgality and imagine more migraine-free days. I will not ask my doctor that because I'm too scared of all the side effects you just talked about. In that ad, a group of six friends, this is about migraine headaches, a group of six friends start off eating a dinner picnic and then they're at an event with a caterer, so enough little things on platters. And then they play croquet and then a lady just busts out the ukulele slowly smiling and everyone's slowly laughing their asses off. Is she that bad at the ukulele? Is everybody just clowning the shit out of her? Just watch for this. Okay, like I said, I'm tired. I don't have anything to add to this. And some of these diseases, I hope there's breakthroughs in them. Some of these ailments that people are suffering from. That's not the joke. That's not the joke. I'm pro-pill. Hey, it's a brave new world. If we have the pill and it could help you have a more comfortable life, great. Go ahead. Take it. Take a few. If you don't care about the diarrhea, nausea, sleepless nights, depression, suicidal thoughts, fine. Fine. If you could get through all of that and the pill helps whatever ailment you're dealing with, good. But please take a closer look at these grandparents who are sitting by the jacuzzi laughing and playing the tambourine and then the family who's playing a board game. It's just the most sterile, awkward family and friend settings I've ever seen and I don't know why they have to do it. I don't. I don't. I don't. There's no joke here. There's just the, the end. This is the end. We're, we're done here. All right, leave a rating on iTunes if you don't mind, because I love you, and I'm pleading and I'm begging, and I'm wishing and I'm hoping, and let us all march forward on this positive path where sometimes coyotes come too close. All right, episode 16. Hey, really, Josh? 16? 116, you dumb shit. All right, name calling is terrible, but that's kind of a funny one, right? Right? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I have to soften things lately. I was watching the Colin Quinn comedy show on... HBO, the comedy drive-in. It was a good special. And Chris DiStefano, one of the comics, was like, what can we say anymore as comics? We're just going to get canceled if we go too far. Like, what can we say? We really have to watch what we say now. Which I guess is a good thing because you don't want to offend, but also you still want to have the ability to go for it. You know, go for it. Push the envelope off the fucking table. All right, I'm out. Episode 116. It's in the books. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) 